I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gotta love a throwback, and that's exactly what we're delivering to you around 11 SC Report podcast because it's JT, and I'm joined by site founder and all around great Wen in Rome. How are you, buddy? Good, thank you, mate. Yeah, it's been a while. I think um, definitely the first podcast for this year, and uh, yeah, so probably almost 12 months since I've been on the uh, on the airways with you. How you been faring, anyway? Uh, new addition to the family, the Wen in Rome family. How's that going? Yeah, mate, going well. The little fella is uh, a bit over five weeks at the moment, so I've taken a little bit of time off work just um, trying to get every everything in order at home. Um, everything's going really well at the moment, so it'll be, um, I guess the challenge will be going back to work next week and um, seeing how that all plays out, um, but I'm sure that's all going to be good. So I think we've been pretty fortunate and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic time of your life, mate. So, um, so when you... Uh, eventually get there and pop the question to your um, Brazilian mm. um, girlfriend slash fiance, whatever you want to call it, and then um, then get there, mate. You'll love it. Yeah, 15, 20 years from now when she's uh, settled in. No, very good. I saw you out and about on uh, at Magic Round, although I must say, I uh, yeah, bit of a dog move, not shouting you a beer. Are you still mad? No, mate. I think I got over that after about two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I heard you, know, you had a uh, big night a couple of nights in a row. What's going on? Yeah, no, that was a big night. I don't remember getting home. Um, and um, but what I do remember is turning your $50 um, pokies ticket into 200 bucks, mate. So um, that was that was good. So I think Lakey, he's got a bit of cash that he can pass on to you. I didn't hear about the 200 All I heard is Lakey owes me 100 So there you go. It's pocketing it, uh, a little bit of side money. Uh, good to have you back anyway, mate. Um, how have you been going super coach wise though? Mate, not too bad. And when I say not too bad, I'm sitting at around about 3,000 odd um, and is a um, significant improvement on the prior years, um, or particularly the last two where I've, um, I guess, tried to, to make some uh, overthink things a little bit, I'd say. So it's a real testament to just doing your trades early, which is fantastic this year where you can reverse. I'm really liking that. So I'm just looking at the teams, uh, whatever first comes into my head, doing it, not overthinking it. And then if there's injuries or whatever happens throughout the week, then doing a bit of a reversal then. So um, that's that's seeming to work a little bit. I have used a couple of my boosts already. So um, I, my plan is at the moment to hold some trades until we hit the buy rounds and then jump straight into it. So that's the that's the initial plan. But, yeah, going, going okay, mate. My side's um, shaping up pretty well. Slightly more refined than the old Kirk up method of just uh, who's playing this week, Friday at 5.55 p.m. or Thursday. <laughs> And throwing him in, but he found himself in the top 100. I'm pretty sure when he was doing that, uh, your 3000th and not doing too badly at all. Actually, new dad Benny G also not doing badly at all. He's almost top 1k, and uh, yeah, so maybe it's just the lack of sleep and the lack of, uh, as you said, overthinking things. Uh, here, Lakey and I are just bumming around on the pod every every Tuesday, thinking about every single uh, trade in, trade out, and uh, yeah, we're doing dreadfully. So anyway, good to have some class back on the pod, mate. 
Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, as you said, the boosts. So a lot, uh, a lot to chat about those. I've burned through quite a few, as you, I believe, have as well, as a lot of coaches have. Uh, not even really out of necessity. I think we just love using trades. We'll chat about some of the options that people will have up their sleeve. We'll go through, you and I have been uh, picking up Lakey's slack. The poor fella is in bed, probably nursing a co- oh, magic crown hangover. I don't know. You saw him last. He is alive, can confirm. Uh, but he's been out today, so you and I have been on the keyboard and on the mic. So we'll chat through all the teamless Tuesday news, captains and vices to close it out, and then some of the uh, more interesting trade-ins and trade-outs in the top 10. So a little bit to get through, but you're on bath duties. This is a rare, like, there you go. Everyone's growing up around me. You're on bath duties at nine. So we'll try to make an abridged version of the pod, try to keep my jokes to a minimum. Only 15-minute How Good Are The Cowboys segment. Uh, anyway, let that begin now. <laughs> I won't put you through that. Let's get straight into the Teamless Tuesday news. Yeah, I mean, normally it's Lakey who's fresh, hot off the presses with his article uh, gearing up into this pod. Occasionally he's been on this uh, podcast doing the article at the same time, so man of uh, many trades. Uh, but let's get into it. The Knights and Broncos. Well, how good are you guys going? I will have to give it to you. I'll allow you maybe 30 seconds to chat about them, but... Uh, Knights and Broncos could be a, an interesting game. Knights have had, uh, they've been decimated by injuries so far this season. So thankfully get a few cavalry returning. Big one in for them is Tyson Frizzell. So they really lack some punch up front. He started the year okay from a super coach perspective, did fall away a little bit, uh, out for a couple of weeks, but he is back now. So they desperately needed him. But the big one, mate, and how's this? What a story against your boys, the Broncos. Anthony Milford, uh, is he in your side and are you captaining him? The timing, hey, straight in for a game against the, the Broncos. So very interesting that. But, uh, yeah, well, sadly for the Newcastle fans, it could be a bit of improvement from what they've seen, have been seeing over the past little bit. It's, um, yeah, it's been an oddly poor time for them. I think you've covered in the, the team's analysis. They have been crippled a bit by injuries this year. Um, and there's a couple of players, including Gagai and also Clifford, that are hanging around the preserves that could make their... Uh, their comebacks as well. But, yeah, Milford will be interesting to see what happened. I'm not sure how much he's been able to do. I know there's been some pressing things off-field. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think you nailed it uh, with Tyson Frizzell. They've desperately missed him. Uh, and then hopefully for the Knights fans, they're going to get some a little bit of consistency in their lineup going forward. The old Milf, hey, he's still a bunny. Well, he was as of like 4.30 this afternoon in Supercoach. So I think they've fixed that now, but 486K. Uh, he still somehow had 223 owners. So, Wilf, all your burners, <laughs> and finally they're going to come up trumps because the MILF is back and against your boys. Let's get into your guys then. Should I just throw it to you? Quick rundown, uh, four games in a row. You flying high. Is it your presence around Red Hill, the little fellas, the good luck charm? I'd love to say that's true, mate, but I think, honestly, it's probably the presence of Adam Reynolds, who's been outstanding uh, over the past month. But um, pretty much after his first game, which I thought was relatively um, poor, uh, and then since then, he's just been outstanding. Really gives us uh, that, um, not only kicking game, but just um, some control around the park. And so I've been really impressed with him. Also been impressed with our defence, which, much like your boys, the Cowboys, have, have um, yeah, significant improvement. So it's great to see... Um, then win. They should win this week as well. Um, I, I think that uh, brave man to tip the cow, to tip the knights based on the the recent form. But yeah, no, it's it's really good, mate. I, I think for both of us, seeing um, both of those sides perform well this year, it's bizarre. You and I are on a podcast where we're talking up 
our respective sides. Things are changing. The landscape's moving in a big way. But uh, for Supercoach, big one for them. Well, kind of big, but Tamari Martin, he was looked at a little bit as a cheapy option a couple of weeks ago. Fell away with a couple of teenage scores, but he's been named despite a hip flexor injury. Uh, initial news was that Selwyn Cobbo training at fullback so he could get a run there on game day. So you'll know before uh, the first game kicks off because this is the first one, whether or not that's the case. Selwyn Cobbo, yeah. though, interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think he is uh, destined to be a fullback at, at one stage. And I also think the other guy that's destined to be a fullback is, is Herbie Farnworth. He is too good to be playing in the centres. So uh be interesting to see what, what happens with him going forward. Um, he could be a Dolphin next year. Um, I, I hope not. But, um, yeah, you can't be paying big money for the likes of Staggs and Farnworth just to be in the centres. So he's he's certainly good enough. He's um, I don't know if you watch many of the Broncos games, but it is Herbie and Cobo and that doing all the – the high ball work. Um, so one of those guys will, will um, yeah, excel in that position. It looks like um, Cobo is the one to go forward. I think uh, a couple of things further to note here is that Haas and Capewell are also battling a little bit of an injury, but they're being named at the moment. So fingers crossed that particularly Haas for Supercoach uh, kicks on. Capewell has been another fantastic inclusion to the Broncos this year. Um but yeah, that, that's probably about it for for the Broncos' perspective. The the only final thing is just Katoni Staggs. He's been a bit hit mm. and miss of late, but he's he's an absolute must start this this weekend against the Knights and a potential VC option. I think still owned by a quarter of sides. So I booted him a while ago, and then he went and put two tons on. This is why I'm going so terribly. But re- three out of four weeks now that he's been quite down. So as you said, it's gone all Farnworth's way, Cobbo of late. Uh, just back on Cobbo before we move to the next game, but. If he's at wing, he's got a negative break even of 12. Um, he's scored, I think, seven tries in his last four games. So we know that doesn't always happen. But if he's moved to fullback, or even if he's back at wing, like what's your play on him? Uh, is he an option at all? Should we be looking at him? High-ish price centre wing? Well, I mean, the way that he's playing at the moment, they're going to, uh, I'm not sure who's, um, I think they've got Domin- Dominic Young potentially, they could just be. Adam Reynolds just uh, flinging the high balls to and Cobo mm-hmm. could have a field day there. So, um, yeah, he's certainly a guy that, you know, had a bit of hype coming into the season, looks to have really found his mark. I think he's been helped out a lot um, by Corey Oates as well, who's also having a fantastic year. There's, It seems to be they're sharing the roles and there's not so much pressure on him at the moment. So, um, yeah, there's, there's lots of good things happening with him and I think he could add him to your side if there wasn't, um, you know, 470K, break even negative 12, uh, worth a pump, probably, I'd say. I'll say a little bit of Xavier Coates about him. Just buy beware, because there could be a teenager around the corner. Shout out Corey Harrowin. All right. Tigers and dogs. Oh, you've missed it, haven't you, Wenon? Tigers and dogs. Uh, this <laughs> it went from being what looked like an absolute bludger of a game to God knows what. I have no idea what we're about to see at Leichhardt Oval Friday, 6pm, but... Uh, both sides are in an uh, interesting position. That uh, goes without saying. For the Tigers, they've still got issues with their back line. So David is out for another couple of weeks. He's battling an injury. So uh, they have brought over, interestingly enough, Brent Naden from the Dogs, who's on their extended reserves this week. So I'm not sure whether he'll get a play against the former Seems side. like it. The way they've been hmm. carrying on with social media today, you'd think that he'd come straight into that starting side. Um, so, um, But you know, is he super coach relevant? I don't think so. Yeah, a couple of, uh, well, one win and one loss I've got down here. Junior Tupo scored a try against us last week, uh, caught the ball in the air, got about 40-odd points for Supercoach. Gets his second game as a starting wing spot. Uh, but, yeah, with all those injuries and players to come back, might not be long for the Supercoach world. But the loser, real big one here, is Kelma Tuilangi. 
So a guy that a lot of people have just had sticking around in their side for a little while now, hasn't scored beyond 50 points all season. So not uh, the end of the world for him. He's got a break even of 35, I think it is, 35. So, I mean, worst case, he bangs out, you know, 25, 30, loses a bit of cash and you can move him on next week. But, you know, if you've got to make room for someone in your side, he is an absolute guy to go and not playing round 13. So, yeah, safe to say his time is probably done. A couple of other things there to, to point out. The Daily Telegraph guys today, I think, announced the dual position players that we'll be getting in after lockout um, round 11. And I think uh, Luke Garner um, will be getting centre wing status there. So he's been named to start on the edge. Um, so that'll be quite interesting um, to see whether he becomes fantasy relevant at all. And, and obviously um, they've lost Luke Brooks this weekend through to hamstring. So that'll also be interesting to see how that kind of they shape up an attack. Probably won't make that much of a difference, but you got Madden and Hastings directing it around. But yeah, not too much of super coach interest there. I don't know how much uh, how many beers you were down deep on uh, Sunday night, but I was watching Jackson Hastings from behind the Tigers line. And the way that he directs that side around, he ran from one side of the field to the other to open up space on the edge. And it worked pretty much, I think, two, two or three times. And Jack, like Hastings is a guy... Like, I don't know, without Luke Brooks last Sunday, he struggled. Like, he was getting the ball a lot. But without Brooks there, I don't know, the Tigers just couldn't get much going. But he's a guy, 506K, could be a sneaky option over the next couple of weeks as long as Adam Dewey remains on the sideline. Do you have any love for him? No. No. All right. (laughs) Simple we are. No, and I mean the reason there, mate, to be honest, because just where I'm feeling it, because you've got Hines, Cleary, Walker, and Munster in the halves, right? So. Um, I don't think that's a position you're going to be flirting with anyone else other than a, a top-range gun. No, uh, we'll skip basically right over the dogs. I think if you've got a guy like Tavita Pangai Jr., he might throw a billion offloads because there's no coach around to tell him not to. So, I don't know, he was pretty down last week, 40-odd points in about as many minutes, uh, if that. So, really struggled. Um, Max King, down game as well for him. I actually played him. Uh, quick story, on Friday night was with uh, your mate T- or our mate TG, former site founder, and he was tossing up with uh, his last-minute changes. And I said, take Isaac Tago out and put Max King in. The weather's going to be terrible. Tago's playing the storm. Tago scored 100, and King got his worst score of the season. So, sorry, TG, I'll buy your beer next time. But uh, anyway, hopefully... Has he seen how poor you've been going this year? Or no, like, <laughs> He gave honestly. me the phone. He yeah. gave me the phone. Don't give me the power. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Uh, so. What? Look, before we move on, mate, I've just pulled up the um, the article that was released today about the locked-in changes and probably worth just um, just raising those guys maybe now as well. So you've got Talakai, Garrick, Brooks and Garner are all going to be the ones that are going to win dual position status. Talakai, no surprise there. He'll get center no. wing. Garrick will get fullback. Again, I'm not sure if that'll um, make him more of a, a player in demand. I think he's already shaping as almost a keeper um, for the center wing despite... Um, a poor performance on the weekend. Luke Brooks is not um, relevant at all. And then, as I said, Luke Garner, he's the one that some people might be eyeing off as a potential option going forward, given he's um, named on the edge. Does have a, a try in, and we haven't seen that before, and so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, interested for him. He's off to Penrith next year, so whether he's trying to impress the new side, and yeah. you know, he looks pretty confident. So there you go. It could be a smoky. Um, on the dogs, before we move on, your boy from last year, Jackson Topany, he's been named in the starting second row spot. But, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be bringing any bulldog into my side if I was you. Any disagreement? No, it's a shit show there. It has been for a while. So hopefully for the Bulldogs fans, I mean, we are long-suffering fans of very poor clubs. Um, 
in all codes. Um, you're 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 a Norwich fan as well, so um, we kind of we have sympathy for the the dogs and those fans. So hopefully they can um, pick themselves up off the off the canvas and go again. Which I think by losing Trent Barrett, they probably they've made a relatively smart decision there. It seems. Para and Manly, the second Friday night game. Para had a uh, tough loss against the Roosters. They were pretty good in patches last week, but didn't get the job done. Whereas, uh, yeah, the old Manly side absolutely bottled it against you guys. I don't know where that came from, but uh, ruined a lot of Supercoach awesome sides defense, last week. Awesome side. Was it really? There you go. Uh, but for Parramatta, not really too much doing here. Big one is Ryan Madison coming yeah. in from the bench to starting. So he's been a revelation off the bench of late, scoring tries, um, just beasting it through the middle there. Finally gets rewarded. Nathan Brown back to the bench. Maddow was a guy, 660K. Uh, before he was named in the starting spot, he's one of those people people don't like bringing in benchies, and he was one despite all the stats. Break even to 14. It's kind of now or never for him. Uh, what do you see coming from Maddow this week? Look, I mean, scores to 72, 91, 107 over the past uh, three weeks with uh, minutes around about 55. I know last week he had one. Was it one or two tries? Um, Just I think the one. I was, yeah, fairly heavily into things at that um, point in time. But anyway, they um, um, he he looks good. He's always been super coach relevant, effectively, um, since he moved from the utility role at the, at the Roosters. So six hundred and sixty, paying a lot, but um, you know you probably know what you're getting. Doesn't play round thirteen though, which is probably mm. the the issue. So I'm probably going to let him go, and also um, Big Pappy go as well, um, and look at both of those as options for the second buy. Yeah, IPAP, he's a he's a big one. I've had him as a must-have at least for, you know, round 14 onwards. Just looking at him last week, incredible. So I think safe to say we all know how good he is. Um, other news for Parramatta, they've got a couple of cavalry returning in Sean Russell and Mike Siva, who are both on the extended reserve. So we know that they've been down and out with centres and wingers over the last few weeks. So all the better for Dylan Brown owners. You've got some cavalry returning, but not just yet, it would seem. And Bryce Cartwright, he's the loser. Poor Cardi Party. Can't get a run. He's back into the extended. Manly, big disappointments last week, as we said. So big news on everyone's uh, lips, I guess, is Tommy Turbo. So a huge break-even, 166, 831K. So he's shedding cash left, right, and center. He has done since round one. A lot of people bought in last week with Pappy out. What are you doing if you've done that? Did you do that last week? I did. I did. I thought that was the most obvious decision to do, so just brought him in. Uh, disappointing, obviously, but I think, you know, you just hold him now. We'll see what happens um, with Origin. Um, assume that he's going to get picked for that, and then I mm. think they've got a couple of tough games coming up as well. But, um, yeah, look, I, I, I think we Turbo could come out this week and score 150 very easily. Yeah, he could do, actually. Parramatta have given up the uh, most points to fullbacks all season, as I found in doing the analysis this afternoon. So there you go, surprising in 10 games or so. But uh, yeah, Tommy Turbo, he could, you know, you never know, breach that break even. But I think he do, he looked awful last week with that hobble around. It just wasn't a Tommy Turbo kind of game. So you'd like to think Des is playing him if he's confident that he'll push out and push through that. So if you're an owner, as you said... Hang on for dear life because, you know, trades are running dry. A couple of losers from this one. Josh Schuster, he's uh, back in the side but on the bench. So good news for super coaches is that he will hopefully get a few low output games to wind that price down in time for round 13. And then Ben Trebojevic Berber, another popular trade-in from last week. He's gone with a shoulder concern. So framing his return around round 12, so a couple of weeks away just in time for round 13, and that's the crucial one for owners. But uh, Morgan Harper, absolutely destroyed by Talakai in Talakai's basically last good game. If 
Morgan Harper plays pretty well. This could spell disaster, and Burbo could be back onto the ex- or the bench for those ten minute stints. So not good news for him, but uh, not the end of the world if he does get a spot. Anything else for these two teams, mate? No, I think you've just you've picked up well there, which is to be someone that I'm I'm definitely looking at for the round thirteen um, coverage um, if that that happens. But um, we'll just see what happens or plays out there. Uh, obviously, Garrick is someone that I'm going to be trading, most likely going to be trading Stags to. Um, the reason why I didn't move Stags onto Garrick last weekend is because I've seen who the Broncos are playing over the next two weeks, which I think the Knights and the Titans, whereas uh, the uh, uh, I think he's got a much tougher draw. So he's got the Eels next week, then he's got the Storm. So that's kind of the reason why I held off. But, um, yeah, he's definitely a player of interest. The Dragons and the Warriors, Saturday, 3 p.m. So Dragons, really not much love for a super coach perspective here. I mean, there's guys like Zach Lomax who are 15-ish percent owned. Amone, who's back at 5'8", and he's still around that same ownership. So, I mean, nothing really doing. They're a strange side uh, this season. Can't get a read on them, but uh, they come up against a Warriors side who could leak some points, so you just never know. Uh, only real move of interest to is Cody Ramsey, who has been dreadful at the wing spot all season, gets a spot at uh, the fullback jersey. With poor old Tyrell Sloan, the second one on our hooks must cut the rookies list. Um, Cody Ramsey, <laughs> any love? I think absolute trap. Don't look into him. Yeah, not this stage. We'll see how things go. I think there's been a lot of hype there in the past uh, around him. And, and same as Sloan, there was a lot of build-up in the preseason about him, but he looked um, just kind of way out of his depth last week. Yep. On the Warriors, we talked about Josh Schuster being a guy you're keeping a close eye on. How's Torhu Harris for round 17? Mate, I kind of don't want to do it because every time I bring him, he gets injured. So Did I you do that feel- last year? I've done it the last couple of years that this oh. has happened, yeah. So I kind of feel that for Toe, seems like a really good guy. Um, maybe I should just <laughs> not trade him in. He got uh, 37 points in 30 minutes last week off the bench. Was named to start but moved to the bench on game day. But this week he's back on the starting lineup. So I'm not sure how they play him, whether they do that whole starts the game in on the edge and shifts to the middle. Uh, either way, he's a super coach gun. 602k, so a bit of price to drop if he can't uh, get a big game in the first couple of rounds. So yeah, I don't know, just, really looking forward to it. Yeah, just not enough. We don't have many weeks left before the buy, right? So we've got uh, this week and then next week. So you're probably only looking at what one price deduction and then a high BE when you bring him in. But I think mm. if you bring him in for round 13, he's a season-long keeper. He's not one of those guys going to be bringing in just for a, a buy coverage option. Yep. So, um, yeah, be... Um, be holding on to him. But uh, the other guy there that I traded out a couple of weeks ago, which was very silly given he turned up the, the week after, was Ewan Aitken. He's been named to return after being a late withdrawal last weekend. And then you got guys sitting on the reserves who are relatively interesting. Maybe not for super coach, but just uh, fixing up what's happening in the Warriors at the moment. you got Jesse Arthurson also, CHT as well. They're sitting there that could um, find their way into the starting side this weekend. Yeah, CHT, interesting out. Uh, they've done with Dejan Arce over the last few weeks. So, yeah, no, no idea what they're planning to do there. But they've got a few uh, a few different options, the old Warriors. It'll be interesting when they go back over the ditch and uh, get some more games at Auckland. It'll be great for the fans and possibly great for them. So, I don't know, keep them in mind as we go through the season. Uh, yeah, no one else really had a uh, – no losers that have got down for here. So, with that said, let's take a quick break and then come into the How Good Are The Cowboys sec. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All righty, let's keep it short and sweet. Cowboys five in a row, aiming for six. Bear, no better time to take the storm on than in Townsville with their best uh, player out. So looking forward to this. Cowboys on uh, this front here. I mean, I've got a few in my side, and it's a uh, yeah, it's rare to see it so far into the E. Normally, I've gotten rid of them this close out. But uh, interesting ones here, Ruben Cotter. So every game he plays, he's just making himself more and more uh, into the frame for origin. So bad news for Supercoach because he is a round 13 option. Um, but 556k second row forward hooking jewel. We've spoken about him a bit on this pod, Lake. You know, we both own him, and I think you do as well. Yeah, mate. I owned him and thoroughly enjoyed that try on the weekend. How's the dummy to no one? One of my favourite plays. Uh, got to absolutely love it. That was better than the the Talungi throwback. Uh, yeah, absolutely loved him. I think he's a wait and see now just for that origin week. If you don't have him, just hold off a couple of weeks. Uh, 21 break even, so he will rise in price. But I think a, a handy option for the run home if he uh, yeah. doesn't make that round 13 side. I mean, Reece just Robson. That- so sure. just just uh, with Cotter, just that dual position flexibility is, mm. is critical. I mean, particularly people that are holding. Um, I'm just looking at the, the hooking options now, but just say if you're hooking, holding somebody like a Randall, like he's doing, has been doing well up until last weekend. I mean, you got that that flexibility of being able to shift Cotter into the into hooker and then run with a Cotter Grant combo for the rest of the year, and then shifting Randall down to trade out, uh, maybe to a guy that we're going to talk about um, very. Very soon in Tamalolo. Um, but um, yeah, I think he's just so valuable this year. So, regardless of whether he misses due to origin, I think he's, he's a player that's um, worth holding on to. You've highlighted one hooking option here. It's a bit of an interesting one for round 13 because there's not a lot of options, and most people have Harry Grant. So, Reese Robson, 517k break even of 16, uh, had some attacking stats of late. So, that's been a handy boost for him. Um, as you've pointed out, Jake Granville not there. So, has been playing. 80 minutes uh, most weeks. Option for round 13? Potentially. Um, I mean, we have just spoken about that that uh, that trade that you could do to, to flip the dual position down and uh, turn Randall into a second row forward, but you could just as easily turn Randall into uh, uh, into him, I think. But, uh, yeah, it just depends on how the, your, your side is set up. I mean, you're the Cowboys fan. What are your thoughts on him? He's never really um, – he, has, he hasn't got the ceiling for Supercoach, basically, but I think as a stopgap option, and if you've got trades up the sleeve, great short-term play for 13, and then with a view to move into a Damien Cook or someone down the track, you won't lose much cash. Uh, Jason Tamalolo, we mentioned it. Uh, 
don't know, I had a lot of frustrated Supercoach players surrounding me on for, on Sunday night, uh, whinging about Tal Malolo being basically put in cotton wool for the rest of the game. And they played 30 minutes, precautionary, because he's got a couple of big weeks coming up. What are you doing as an owner? What are you doing as a non-owner? Are you buying him for 13? I'm a non-owner at the moment, and I'm loving these low scores because I'm hoping he's going to be a massive value pickup for round 13. Yeah, it's been frustrating over the last couple of weeks. I also brought him in two weeks ago, so there you go. That's how good I'm going. But, uh, yeah, you can just tell he's uh, he's not injury-affected, which is nice to see. I think the big games are around the corner. So hold the faith if you're currently holding him. For the Storm, uh, well, interesting times for them. Jerome Hughes was a late out for them last week with a calf concern. He's been named uh, despite that this week, so keep an eye on team lists. Uh, I desperately need him to play because I also own Brad Schneider. So there you go. Uh, Tyron Wishart gets uh, another go at uh, the fullback spot. Didn't have the best game. Or was that Nick Me? I can't remember. Too many beers on uh, at the fullback spot last week, but he's in the number one jersey this week. I think they desperately missed both him, both Pappenhausen and Hughes last week, so... Cavalry returning for them. It can't hurt. Uh, Nelson Asofa Solomona, another big out for them, actually. Brandon Smith's gone up to the prop rotation for him. So, I don't know. I think the quality in the Storm side will get them over the line, but it could be pretty close. Supercoach, uh, not really much doing. Xavier Coates, eight points. He is uh, top on the trade-out list for this week. Are uh, you holding him just in case he towers up the Cowboys? I don't know, mate. The last time you traded him out, he went to back-to-back tons, so... Exactly right. That is the uh, big risk with Coates because he's had two down games. Yeah. He did that last time. He scored two tons. Look, mate, with those kind of players, and it's the same with Stags, it's just I think you take the, the, the bad with the good, right? Because they've got the 100 points, and that's going to be the difference. A lot of people are going to get frustrated, trade them out. Um, yes, they're expensive, but you, with plenty of options in center wing this year, particularly, you know, we've landed on to some gold in, in May and also Targo as well. So you can you've got a lot of flexibility in your set center wing. So you can be you don't have to play these guys in seventeen every single weekend. So um I'm more would be more than happy if I was an owner just to continue to hold him. I know he doesn't play round thirteen, um, but um yeah, I, I would probably hold him. He's gonna be a point of difference going forward, I think. And I've actually quite liked holding Josh King this yep. long. So I think he's been doing his job there. A couple of big weeks, that, you know, as the Storm had a bad week, so did he last week. But I think beyond that, a safe play in your front row forward until you've got cash to, to upgrade to, well, there's not really that many guns in the spot this year. But I don't know, just a, a nice hold so far, getting us points. Anything else on this game before we go? No, I just think that it'll be interesting to see what they do with rotations this week um, because Brandon Smith starting at, at prop could mean that Josh King does get extended minutes at lock. Um, but we'll see because they've also got Tui, big Tui Kamakamika mm. on the bench as well. So um, interesting to see what they do there. But, yeah, I mean, Josh King's pretty safe for 50 points per game. I'll be probably looking to trade him out um, round 13 straight to Jason Tamalolo and hopefully they're pretty, pretty much... Uh, equal in price, which would be very handy. I think uh, as a loser here, mate, I've got the Cowboys because um, <laughs> unfortunately for you boys, Melbourne doesn't play two poor games in a row. So, um, yeah, it could be a bit of a tough one for the Cowboys, but a real litmus test for you boys. That uh, should be good. Uh, Cam Munster coming out after the, the loss last week and saying he can't wait to get out next week doesn't uh, doesn't fill me with confidence, and especially as a non-owner of Munster in Supercoach. So what are the odds of... Uh, what are the yeah. what are the what are the odds of there being another bleached hair uh, throughout this week? Well, isn't it that if they don't turn up to training or they do something wrong, they'll be mm. uh, in strife? I think uh, the fun and games are over for them after last week. That was a bad loss. I don't think yeah. they're smiling anymore. So this is a uh, huge game for them. Roosters and Panthers, a another cracking Saturday lineup here. So 
Panthers had a, well, both teams had good wins last week, but the Roosters for them, I think it was just good to see the likes of Tedesco combining well with Manu, Sam Walker, Luke Keary, all these guys who expected to do well at the start of the season look to be finally clicking a couple of wins in a row now. So uh, things look a little bit on the up for them. Uh, great news for Tedesco holders, of which I'm one. So he's been uh, not killing it, but uh, doing nicely in that spot where others have been falling. Hmm. So that's been handy to see. I think, uh, yeah, big test for him this week against Penrith, but gets a hand, his hands on the ball all the time. So I think the, the base is always there and that's always likely to lead to points, but this could be a tough one for him. Actually, if you were to put, uh, I know we haven't thrown a stake bet out for a while, but, uh, don't, do you own Tedesco anymore? No, and I wish I didn't trade him. There you go. What do you reckon for this week over under? Oh, um, uh, I'll go with 60. Ooh, so you're saying under, yeah, 600. Okay. I reckon, all right, I'll take you on, 65 plus. All right, stake time. (laughs) I've already got one for Lakey, so uh, he's, I believe, paid up on that. So looking forward. Funny thing about stake bets, mate. Um, Lakey paid up on Sunday. Um, We had a a couple going last year and then it culminated for for him. So rather than him taking me out for a couple of dinners, I said, look, just buy me a jersey, 49ers fan. Wanted a Trey Lance jersey, so hadn't seen the guy for probably about six months. Uh, came on on Sunday, sat with myself and a few mates, and um, and uh, very thoughtfully I've been brought the uh, the jersey. So after about twenty beers, that jersey came on, um, replaced the one that I was wearing at the time, and was dancing around with that at Caps until the wee hours on on Sunday night. So there you go. Well done, Lakey, You're the champ of the week. What an absolute, what a man, what a man he is. Uh, well done. Uh, and well on to you for making it home in one piece. Good to see. Uh, for the Roosters, you've got a couple of winners down here. Uh, Angus Crichton being one of them, 542K. So still pretty tempting at that price there, pending Origin. Yeah, absolutely. I think even without Origin, you know, you'd probably get him, I'd say, at about 100K discount there. So uh, Butcher's shifting to lock. That should mean that, that any concerns of Crichton not playing 80 minutes are gone. Um, obviously a tough game against the Panthers this week, but you know he's a, a chance for a try any week. Uh, and then Nat Butcher as well. So 369, uh, 370K, BE22. Um, Radley is going to miss the next eight weeks. So hmm. could be an extended period that we see some big minutes from him at lock. Um, I think we have been sucked into that previously. He just hasn't quite performed. But, yeah, no one to, to monitor as a potential option. I've really liked Radley as a, like, a, I'm sorry, Butcher as an NRL player. I think uh, he adds a lot there, normally playing on the edge, as you've said. But... Uh, yeah, time to watch him now. Not going to go too, well, hopefully not skyrocket too high in price given he's playing Penrith. But, uh, yeah, I really like that play for round 13. Good spot. Yeah. And then uh, the only other thing there for me is just how well um, Suwali's playing at the moment. Mm. So keeping Kevin Aguama at bay and also Billy Smith isn't named in the squad at all. So he's just been, it's probably one of the, the highlights for me for Magic Round. I think he, he was just incredible, some of the stuff that he did. Um, living up to the talent. I must say that um, having been a little bit detached from rugby, league this this year um i i was um struggling to un- understand who he was without the headgear i'm like who is this uh this bruce's <laughs> winger and then figured out as him he certainly looks looked a lot more menacing with that headgear i thought certainly did sign him up for your boys carlton that uh knee into whatever you call it the mark the specky uh for that try there you go i know all the lingo mate don't you worry mate how about that seven seven uh wins two losses for the mighty blues mate uh, that's the loudest you've been on pod, mate. You perked up. <laughs> All it took was the blues. There you go. Well, I actually just uh, flipped the microphone around, so maybe that uh, that fixed it. 
Yeah, it certainly did. Uh, all right, for Penrith. So no real changes for them, as you would expect. They unchanged side. And, uh, yeah, I think the biggest question for Supercoach is a lot of people parked Tago last week thinking the Storm would do a number or at least put up a bit more of a fight. Sorry, TG, as I said. But Tago and May, you're playing both of them this week. Maybe we'll just cut it there. Yep, agreed. I think Tago, after 100, you'd be silly to park him. But again, don't expect too much. He was sort of a bit middling before that big game. Uh, and poor old Charlie Staines, you've ironed him out as the loser here. Oh, geez, the, the poor guy, as you've said, <laughs> looks destined to spend the, the rest of the season in reserves. Good news for Supercoach. Into the Sunday games now, Bunnies and Raiders. So uh, both of these sides had different sort of wins. Bunnies just hang on. The Canberra Raiders absolutely put a number on the Sharks. So did not expect that at all. But uh, the Bunnies cannot get a read on them either this season. Uh, Cam Murray is still out. So that brings, well, keeps Jai Arrow in the lock jersey. But Trent Peoples, the Peoples champion himself, uh, getting his second game for the year at starting second row. So has some interest there just because of the price tag and the fact he's starting. But I think... As we always say with these guys, just hold off until that third week when he's on the bubble, see if he's named again, because Cam Murray's destined to return in round 14. Mm. So best case, you're getting maybe one price rise before that time. So I think, yeah, not an option. He doesn't play round 13. No, that's a bit of a struggle, that one, because obviously, as you pointed out, it doesn't play round 13, so that's a, that's a tough one. But um, ideally, bottom price, um, as I said, if you could flick someone like a Randall to him to make bulk dollar, or even somebody like a Tulangi as well, um, uh, that would be an option, but um, yeah, it's a it could be a bit of a trap. Big uh, stint off the bench, injury affected in his first games so that contributed to the sixty four. So if he's back to the bench, he could be getting twenties and thirties, and uh, won't make too much cash at all. So buy beware with the big people. Uh, Joy Arrow, I think interesting play at lock. He's four hundred and sixty one k. I think he's not the Arrow of old. It's plain to see. Doesn't offload, doesn't bust like he used to, but got through 80 minutes last week, courtesy of that host injury. Uh, one of the more, I guess, senior forwards at the Bunnies now with Cam Murray gone. So if he's ever going to put out a decent game, it could be now, but I think not a buy. He's a hold if you've got him. Yeah, I agree. And finally, the loser for this game, Isaiah Tass. I brought him in a couple of weeks ago, got a well, decent price rise. He's still negative 30 break even, but he's on the extended reserves again. Uh, guys like Milne uh, in front of him and Paulo, Jackson Paulo, doing the job. Uh, so going to find it a bit of a struggle to get in. But, you know, if he's there and he's playing in round 17, that could be the best thing. Latrell will be playing Origin and all that. So I don't know for now. Not the uh, not a, It's a frustrating one, but uh, not the... Right, and for the Raiders, looking a little bit more of a super coach option uh, as what well, I haven't done for the last couple of rounds, but uh, something's building there, I can sense. But uh, for them, a couple of interesting outs. So Brad Schneider, he's back to the extendeds, and Matt Frawley's been given the, the role of partnering the returning Jack Whiten. So tough luck for Schneider owners, of which I am one. Just needed him to play round 13. I kept him along around this long. It's a frustrating one, but uh, who knows? I don't like that at all. They will not be affected by uh, origin yeah, uh, you would think so. Yeah, tough luck for Schneider. He needs to force his way back and pretty quickly. Um, nothing else really doing for now. I think uh, without Croker and Schneider there, Jordan Rappiner potentially takes the goal kicking on. Would you be looking at a throwback? Went into Jordan Rappiner for your round thirteen. No, but I'll be looking at Zach Wolford potentially. Uh, bottom price hooker as well if he can retain his spot in the side. I know he had a lot of attacking stats. We had a try or set up a try uh, on the weekend and uh, limited minutes, but um, a player potentially to, to monitor to see how he goes. 
Yeah, it's just Adam Elliott there rested or given the week off last week with the illness. He is in jersey 18. Mm. So absolutely, he's one game in, uh, as you've said. So hold off at least for this week. Keep an eye on him for round 13. Could be a nice option. As we've said, pretty tough hooking spot. Uh, Brad Schneider, we've gone through, yeah, I don't know, really look an interesting looking lineup here. Oh, sounds gone. Sounds gone. Titans and Sharks, how good. I'm glad that the professionalism in the pod has really stepped it up a notch in the uh, the past few months, mate. Alrighty, Titans and Sharks, the last game to round us out for round 11. So, I don't know, interesting looking game. Hopefully the weather holds up. It is looking dicey down here in southeast Queensland. So, if it's a, a wet track, could bring the likes of Hines back into the fold. But uh, Titans, they're on the up. They had a big win last week. Not really much doing for Supercoach there. The only thing I pointed out was Bo Firma has managed to turn his season around. Supercoach scored a couple of tries. Isn't that a kick in the teeth? I traded him out a while ago, did you? No, I've held on to him, mate. I think he's a oh. centre wing keeper. Well, there you go. I did not think the same thing. But you traded out you and Aiken, so there you go. Uh, swings and roundabouts. For the Sharks, they're the uh, Supercoach darlings, or they have been, but they've fallen a little bit away last week. That was, a much like Manly, a disaster for Magic Round. They've moved Nico Hines back to halfback. It didn't work out for him at fullback there. I thought uncharacteristics uh, errors. He put a couple of kicks dead. He dropped the ball with cold a couple of times. Not the Hines we've known and loved. Again, I brought him in. So there you go. That's uh, that's my bad. Uh, so we all know that it's going to be better for him. I think genuine captaincy play this week if it's a dry track. So we'll we'll uh, see how that holds up. Lachlan Miller, rookie, has been brought into the fullback spot. So not sure what to make of that. Let's uh, t- uh, go. Will Kennedy is still a week or so away from his suspension to come back. So I think Miller forget. But interesting one here, Royce Hunt, the big Roycey. He's been named at starting prop. With Dale Finucane out with concussion, we know concussion is something that Finucane's dealt with for a long time. Is Royce Hunt at 300k on the dot? He has got a break even of negative 16. It could be an absolutely wild play if you need some sort of downgrade in your front row forward, and that's all that you can get him in. But <laughs> any love for big Roycey? Try scoring Royce. Not much, mate. Not bottom dollar. Doesn't play round 13. There you go. But 1.9 points per minute. That is a uh, outstanding return. So there you go. See if you can keep it up for 40, 50. Uh, the big loser out of that one, Teague Wilton. So 531K, he's got a break even of 17. Coming off the bench now with Wade Graham, given that starting spot back. Um, Teague Wilton's been one of those pods for people throughout the year. I think now's the best time to get rid of him if you can. But uh, on, the, on the other sort of super coach front for that news, I've had it pointed out by a few people that he's sort of been a bit of a killer for Talakai lately, a bit of ball hogging going on. So maybe the, the you know ball playing Wade Graham doesn't really like to be tackled, opens him up, and maybe we segue this into captains for this week because when and would you go a shark this week as your captain? Um, I probably will. I'll probably go Nico. Ooh, big Nico. I, I agree. That's who I've got it on for now. But I think a guy like Talakai, people are yeah. trading him. Uh, look, I wouldn't be doing the captain. He's a he's a VC option everywhere. I'm a bit of a too nervous, but I think the the. More pressing question with Talakai is, um, I'm not going to do it, but I'll throw it to you. Would you be trading him out? Obviously, he doesn't play round 13. Um, he's lost a bit of cash the last few weeks. There's a significant break even again now. Um, what, what are your thoughts with Talakai? I'd say you hold him. As you pointed out a, a little bit ago, he's going to get that dual positioning in a week's time. So at centre wing, a guy like him, um, you know, the output he can put on in his 
absolute worst weeks, he's hitting, you know, mid-30s. So I think we saw last week, he's still got the ball a fair bit. They just muscled up on him in defense, as a few sides have done. But I think if you can get him at your center wing, may not, like, he's probably a week-to-week player, but even on matchups, um, I think there's something there. Sharks need to go back to him. They need to find that groove again. I don't know what they're doing. It's a bit of the David Fafita at the Titans, but I'd be keeping him around. Although a yep. lot of cash, if you're desperate, I don't know, you need to find a Cleary or someone like that, he could be the guy to go. But for now, I think there's points there, so I'm holding on. Yeah, I'm holding on. It's just the that center wing position is just so stacked. Um, so got Firmer um, there, which I think he's a keeper as well. You got May and Targo, so they, they stay there at least until... Um, I think up until their buy because the Panthers have actually got a, a very nice run straight after round thirteen. Stags we've spoken about. I think he can probably you can probably move him on um, mm. after their their next couple of games. Suwali is just proving himself to be a, um, a re- either a really good cash cow or, or a genuine keeper for the year. Um, so yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I'm in no rush with Telekai. I think that he'll probably become he won't become a pod, but a lot of people will move him on and. Uh, we saw enough there to to see that he's going to be a, a gun, and yeah, if you've got that kind of option in your in your centre wing, then you you do that. So yeah, I'll be holding. I don't know. I'm looking. Yeah, I agree. Like set, round seventeen, we do always talk about the first buy. We've got to consider that as well. He's going to come up against the Storm at home. The Storm will be decimated by Origin as they always are. So it could be ripe for the picking. There's always big scoring games with Melbourne in Origin. So I don't know. Talakai could turn up. You heard it here first. Uh, any other thoughts on the captaincy, mate? I mean, Isaiah Papali for me, hmm. easy vice captain. I've got a few out, so uh, NPR, so I can actually use that this week. But uh, for me, Papali's the go. Um, otherwise, I don't know. Like, I don't own Cleary, but would you be considering him against the Roosters? Oh, look, I think you need to consider him every week, but when you've got the Sharks up against the Titans after a poor loss, I'd be probably banking on that because the Titans rarely put up two good performances in a row. Um, so I think the Nikki Otelikai stand out for me then. The Roosters look reasonably good last weekend. Um, I also kind of think that you've got Newcastle versus the Broncos on um, on Thursday night. So someone like Staggs is, is worth potential play at VC. He's been a bit quiet as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that where we're sitting at the moment, even someone like a, um, a Harry Grant, who I had the captain armband on for a few weeks this year, Besides last year, last week, sorry, he's pretty much locked in 80 points. Um, mm. And so I think he can do a lot worse with the captain there. Tell you what, I'd be, uh, if I owned him, VC TPJ, because I have no idea what you're going to see out of that this week. Could be an absolute enigma for Supercoach, but there you go. Uh, anything else when before I let you go? I know uh, your newborn needs a bath. You've got to get things ready because you know, whatever dads do. So I don't know. I've, I've stolen you for enough time. That's that's pretty much it. I think we've uh, we've captured everything. To me, it seems like a a bit of a quieter week from a trade perspective. I think mm. that it could be worthwhile people just um, holding their trades this week or maybe making one. I, I don't see any obvious trading targets for this week. I think that there's been a lot of heavy trading weeks over the past couple of weeks, um, and I, I would personally, well, I am going to hold both of mine. Um, because, um, yeah, as I did say, I've used two boosts in a row um, and, and one of those, unfortunately, was on, on task, which you did too. So um, that's been a bit of a bird. So I feel like I need to, to hold fire there a little bit, um, be a little bit patient. 
uh, and to stick with what I've got. And I think that that's probably um, worthy advice to people out there as well. Just um, save yourself for that round 13 because I think, as you pointed out, if you use the boost to do get four trades mm. um, in that round, so it's probably worthwhile just waiting for that. Yeah, I think you absolutely need at least one for those round 13 and 17 weeks. I've only got one left, so I'll be saving it for round 13. And as you said, not using any trades this week. I've burned through a lot. I've only got 21 left. So I have to find some weeks to save them. And I think perfect week to do it because there's not a lot of obvious ones. The most traded in play is Ruben Cotter, four and a half thousand. So I think that just goes to show it's a, uh, yeah, there's no one everyone needs to jump on. I think it's safe to say. Uh, let's uh, segue that into let's us jump off this pod, mate. It's good to see you back. Uh, you'll be back at work. Your to-do list is piling up, as I understand. So I'm sure you can't wait for it. Uh, new dad life. Great to have you back. And uh, yeah, all the best with the rest of the year, buddy. Thanks, mate. Thanks for uh, inviting me back on. It's been good. It is your baby, so you can be on any time you like. Plenty of Cowboys chat to come.